Destiny City, a community of believers committed to helping others find and fulfill their God-given destiny. You know, my dad passed away in, uh, what, 2003, 2002, and uh, it's been a a long time, but my brother has has stepped in and, and, and has been the patriarch of the family. So whenever I've needed counsel or whatever, since Dad's not around, I call him my brother, and uh, and and he's always been there for me, and I love him and appreciate him. He watches out over all of his his younger siblings, and I say that proudly. His younger siblings, you caught that, didn't you? <laughs> of which I am one, and <laughs> he said, "Hurry up, and let me preach. I got some things to say." But uh, he's got something he wants to ask you when he comes this morning, so I'll let him do that. So would y'all just give it up for Arnold Vest, my brother and brother in the Lord and my dad and all that stuff. God bless you, Arnold. Thank you. Praise God. good-looking bunch out there this morning. Amen. Amen. You know, God's the best, ain't he? God is love, and he's the best. There's nothing, nothing like him. Amen. He's the greatest thing there ever was and ever will be. And I love him this morning. Do you love him? Tell him you love him. Say, Father, I love you. He likes to hear that. You know, I love it when my kids tell me, And my grandkids tell me that they love me. You know, my son called me, my oldest son called me this morning just to tell me, Happy Father's Day, that he loved me. I'm expecting some more calls (laughs) today, you know. And if uh, I don't get them, which I believe I will, I'll be making some calls. (laughs) Amen. That's just the way I am. (laughs) <laughs> Amen, praise God You know, I was just thinking about that <clears throat> When we were singing the song i tell you what They do a wonderful job I did, Bless me, praise God i tell you If I don't light your fire, your wood's wet Amen, praise God Wonderful Praise the Lord I'll tell you. Can you shout around here a little bit? Now, that's just a little bit. <laughs> so what made you do that? Nothing. I just done it because I wanted to. <laughs> I stand over and it's in, uh, it was all I could do. Just to keep from taking off and running or something, you know. Praise God. But I figured if I did, then Jeremy would fire me. We wouldn't have no music up here. So, <laughs> Have you ever seen Jeremy dance and shout and run? Praise God. You ever seen my wife do it? Boy, I'd like to see it, wouldn't you? <laughs> Stand up, baby. Stand up. Stand up. This is the best wife I ever had. Because she's the only one I ever had, and the only one I will have. Matter of fact, we'll be married 50 years, November the 6th. Come this year. And... Brother Donnie wasn't kidding when he said she put up with a lot. 
It's by the grace of God that we're here. And it's by the grace of God that he's here. Amen. It's by the grace of God that you're here. So God really does love you. He is the best. You know, I was thinking about when we said I am. That's what I am. And I thought about when Moses was in the desert and he saw the burning bush and he went to the bush and God spoke to him and said, I want you to go down and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And he said, who shall I tell them sent me? He said, tell them that I am, that I am. Do you ever stop to think about what you're saying when you say I am? I like to drop that on people. And let him think about it for just a minute. I am. What is he? I am whatever you need. That's what he is. I'm your healer. I'm your blesser. I'm your savior. I am the one that calls you to prosper. Everything that you need and ever will need, that's what he is. I am. So when you say I am, and what you follow that with is going to make a difference in your life. You can say I am blessed. Amen. I thought we'd get there after a while. Now you understand why I say that I am blessed with the best. Because he's the best. With no stress. And he has no sorrow with it. Amen. I'm blessed with the best, no stress. And highly favored. Highly favored. That's the way you need to look at yourself, folks. As highly favored. You know, without him, without him, we are nothing. But thank God we're not without him. Because he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you how long? Until the end. I mean, the end hasn't come yet. I mean, it hadn't come yet. The end hadn't come. So he's still here with us. You know, he was here waiting on us before we got here this morning. Glory to God. <laughs> he's awesome. I said he's awesome. I said he's awesome. He's good. He's the best. And there's nothing like into him. Amen. For the presence of the Lord is here. The presence of the Lord is here. I can feel it in the atmosphere. For the presence of the Lord is here. What's he here for? Whatever you need, he's here. If you need salvation, he's here. You need healing, he's here. You need deliverance, he's here. You need wisdom and knowledge and understanding. He's here. Whatever you need from him this morning, he's here. How many is open to receive? I've come to get my blessing. <laughs> Amen. It's such a blessing, folks, to be here with you this morning. You're, I'm not a, a visitor anymore. You forget about that. I'm part of the family. We are a family. Amen. 
Paul said, for this cause I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, with whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. There's a family in heaven, there's a family in earth. We're all part of it. We're one family. One family. And he prayed that God would grant it to us, according to Richard's glory, to be strengthened with might by spirit and enemy, and that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, and that you've been rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend, understand, with all saints, what is the, what? The breadth, the length, the depth, and the height of the love of God that surpasses knowledge. He loves us so much we can't even comprehend it. We can't understand it with your natural mind, folks. It's beyond our understanding. So we have to experience in our heart. And then we've got to make a decision. I'm going to love him like he loved me. The Bible says the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. So you have the capability of loving. It's on the inside of you. If you've been born again by the Spirit of God, love, I mean, the Bible says God is love. Love abides in you. If we know how to yield, we'll learn how to yield to that love. We can walk before God and walk in the blessings of God, walk without condemnation, walk in faith, Knowing that God is who he is, and that he'll do what he said that he'd do, and that he never changes, that all perfect gifts come from the Father above, in whom there's no verbalness, neither shadow turning. Why is that? Because God's good. God is good. Look to me and say, God's good. See, he's been good to me. He's been good to me. If you're born again this morning by the Spirit of God, then God's good to you. If you haven't been born again yet, God's still good to you. Because the Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads you to repentance. It's the goodness of God that causes you to repent. Amen. It's not the badness of God. God is good. Say it again. He's not bad. He's good God. And he's my father. He's the best. Amen. My father is the best. My father better than your father. You remember that little thing they used to have? My dog better than your dog or something like that. Well, my father better. Amen. Why? Because he actually, honest and truly, loves you. Well, I don't feel like I'm loved. That's your problem. And that's a big problem. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The way you see yourself, that's the way you really are. The way you see yourself, that's the way you really are. So what we have to do is get our stinking thinking renewed. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? About in you and your mind. Why do you want to get our minds renewed? So that we can know what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God is. So you can't even know that if you don't get your minds renewed to what the Word says. So there's something we need to do, folks. You know the Bible says to put off the old man and put on the new man. So there's something we have to do. Put off the old man. What does that mean? Change your stinking thinking. The old man's dead. If any man be in Christ, he's what? A new creature. Old things have passed away. 
Old things have passed away. Behold, all things. Everybody say all things. All things have become new. So therefore, reckon yourself dead. Somebody asked me one day, said, how are you, brother? I said, well, I reckon I'm dead. <laughs> he said, what? <laughs> I'm standing here talking to you. I said, I reckon I'm dead. <laughs> reckon you're dead? I said, yeah, that old man's dead. <laughs> this guy came up to me one day. We used to run around together about years ago, that old man. And we was in it. Well, that's one of them things. And he said, said, brother, you, you remember such and such? I said, I don't remember that. He said, well, well you do? I said, no, I don't remember that because that old man's dead. He said, you're not dead. You're still here talking to me. I said, the old man's dead. I don't go back there anymore. It's my choice not to remember that. The Bible says to cast down every thought, every imagination, exalt yourself against the knowledge of God. And the knowledge of God, the Word of God says, I am healed, I am blessed. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And I'm dead to sin. Sin has no authority over me anymore. Now, I could give in to it if I wanted to. But you know, the Bible says to submit yourself unto God to resist the devil, and he'll what? Flee. He'll flee. Somebody said, well, I tried that, and it didn't work. You don't try it, folks. That's not something you try. That's something you do. That's something you do. You don't just try it. The Bible says, he that knows to do the word and doeth it not, does what? Deceives his own self. Their church is full of people that's self-deceived. And they're trying to blame it on the devil. Amen. And the devil sitting around crying, said, always oh, blaming stuff on me. They ain't got nothing to do with it. It's up to us, folks. All authority. The Bible says, Jesus said, all authority and all power have been given unto me. Behold, I go unto the Father and I give all authority and power to you. It's up to you. So we have a choice. Behold, I call heaven and earth a record for you this day that I have given to you life and death, blessings and curses. You choose. Let somebody say you choose. The choice is yours. I said the choice is yours. What are you going to choose? You going to choose life? Or are you going to choose death? I'm going to choose life. I chose life because Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And none can come into the Father except He come by me. There's no other way. I said there's no other way except through Jesus Christ. Let me say it again just because you didn't get it the first time. There's no other way to God except through Jesus Christ and the blood. Amen. People need to know that. I saw a sign one day on the back of this car. Now, this is a nice one. You know, there's some crazy people in Iceland. I know there's none down here. And, oh, they're all Nashville. But that sign says, God's too big for there to only be one way to Him. That's what the sign said. And there's people that's out there that's ignorant enough to believe that's the truth. 
But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says there's only one way to it. We need to know what the Bible says, folks. And we need to stand on what the Bible says. The Bible says in John 1 and 1, and this is my favorite scripture. Now, I quoted this last time I was here. How many remember it? Nobody? Where were you all at last time? I mean, I preached my heart out, and you you can't even remember one scripture? John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. What's the rest of it? That's verse 14. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14 says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Well, who was that? Jesus is the Word. Jesus is the Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Any way you want to say it, spoken word, think about word, whatever, he's still the word. God's a word. And he doesn't change. You know why God doesn't change? Because his word doesn't change. Every time I read that, it says the same thing. And the Bible says that the word is forever settled in heaven. Therefore, we need to get it settled here on earth in our hearts. Amen. Romans 3 and 3 said, what if some do not believe shall the Unbelief make the faith of God of none effect? No. Then the fourth verse says, let God be true. Everybody say, let God be true. Let God be true. Say it again. Let God be true. One more time. Let God be true. And what's the next part of that verse? Every and every man a liar. Yes, sir. You know, I was coming home from church one time, Tom's Hill, Assembly of God, years ago. Just got back in fellowship with the Lord, and I was so hungry. For God and the things of God, because my life was, it's going downhill, bad, fast, quick. And I knew that if I was going to make it, I had to get my mind renewed to the Word of God. I had to get into the Word. And I had a couple of brethren that uh, was there almost every day. Either we were, there's a house or I was with them. We were having Bible studies and they was praying for me, getting my mind renewed. To the word of God. You know how to get rid of a bad thought? Replace it with a good thought. Amen. So when Satan comes to you and tells you that you can't make it. You ain't no count. You ain't no good. Nobody loves you. You stand up and say, devil, can't you read? <laughs> Just in case you can't read, read it to him. Jesus did the same thing when Satan came to him and was tempting him. He said, it is written. And he did that as an example of you and I. When, we, when temptation comes to you, then you can stand up and say, this is what the Bible says. It is written. You know the devil's afraid of the word. He's not afraid of you and I. But he's concerned whenever the word gets in you. That's why the Bible says that Satan comes immediately 
to steal the word. Immediately. What does that mean? It means a while ago. Immediately. Right now. To try to steal the word. He'll try to get your mind going off in another direction while I'm up here preaching to you. He'll try to get you thinking about where you're going to go eat. Amen. And what you're going to eat. Or what you're going to do. I wish he'd shut up and sit down. <laughs> He'll use things like that. And you have to resist it. You have to make yourself. Listen. You know, the Bible says to study, to show yourself approved unto God, a woman needs not to be ashamed, but rightly divided in the word of truth. If it can be rightly divided, it can be wrongly divided. And Satan is always there to try to wrongly divide it. Didn't he do it in the garden? That's exactly what he did in the garden. He wrongly divided what God said, and Adam and Eve believed him, or Eve believed him more than she did God. And because of that, that's a sh- the bad shape that we got into. But thank God for Jesus to come and turn everything around. Amen. He turned it all around and gave us the authority. Now it's up to, up to us to stand up and say, no, you don't. The Bible says Jesus came for this purpose was the Son of God manifest that he might what? Destroy the works of the devil. Well, did he do it? Yes, he did. And then he gave it over to us. He said, all right, folks, I've done my job. Now it's up to you. And then he went to heaven, the Bible says, and sat down on the right hand of the Father, ever interceding for you and I. He's sitting right there praying for us. There's a man. I said, there is a man, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that's seated on the right hand of the Father, praying for you and I. And how many believe his prayers get answered? So he's praying for you. If he's praying for us, if God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for you, it don't matter who's against you, does it? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So it's very important, folks, we know what the word of God says. And let the word be true. Let God be true. How do we do that? By letting the word be true. Amen? The Bible says, by his stripes we were what? So let the word be true. So start confessing, I'm healed because the word says that I am. We had this couple came to church at Fletcher when I was pastoring there. And this brother used to be with a mafia. And he came into church one night on Wednesday night with his wife. First time he'd come. She had been coming for some time, so he came on a Wednesday night. I guess he didn't think it was too dangerous on a Wednesday night. <laughs> but he came in, and when he came through the door back there, he was like this. Yeah. You can look at somebody like that when they're walking like that, and you perceive something's the matter with their back or something's wrong somewhere. Well, then be walking like that. He comes in, gets a hold of me, and she sits down there. So I got up and preached. When I got through, I said, Is anybody need prayer for anything before we dismiss? And Sister Ruby, she said, William needs prayer. <laughs> he looked at her, mean look, you know. I said, Come on up here, William. I said, Bring one up here, Ruby. She got a hold of here. He come. I said, everybody come around here. And they all got around. 
lay hands on him. Let's pray together. You know, corporate prayer is a powerful thing. It's when you come together. You know, that's why y'all need to sit up here at the front together. Not be divided. We are a family. Amen. And leave plenty of room for all those visitors that's coming in back there. Because they don't like to sit on the front row. Amen. And then you sit together. I'll tell you a little story about that in just a minute. Let's get Bill saved. So William comes down there. We're all praying for him. <laughs> oh, once he just starts going down. He goes down on the floor. And he rolls over and said, It's gone. It's gone. What's gone, William? The pain, it's all gone. I didn't even believe, but it's all gone. Oh, Jesus, save me. It's the goodness of God that leads you to repentance. That's what we need to see, folks. That's a drawing card. Healing and miracles. People will come when that's taking place. You know, before Jesus went into the cities or whatever, they would go out and gather up all the sick and they'd bring him to him. Why? Because they believed something would happen if they could just touch the hem of his garment. That's all they had to do, just touch him. Woo! <laughs> and they were healed. And devils left them. Unclean spirits left them. He didn't have to stand there and cast them out. They just left. Because of the anointing. It's the anointing that what? Destroys the yoke. Do you know you're anointing? I said, did you know you're anointing? If you have Jesus in you, you are anointed. Amen. And these signs shall follow those that believe. How many believers do we have? If you're not a believer, you can be before you leave today. Amen. Amen. These signs shall follow those that believe. In my name, they shall what? Cast out devils. You know, I've seen a few devils cast out in my time. I was involved in a few of them, and I've seen a lot of other people. God used it. And I heard this story about this man was casting out devils, and they used to ask him, what's your name? They thought they had to do that because Jesus did one time. That's the only example he ever done it, though. What's your name? And the devil said, Legion, because there's many of us. And so they bade him not to cast them out or let them go into the pigs. Well, they went into the pigs and they all committed suicide. But this man was going to cast this devil out. He said, what's your name? The devil said, liar. He said, you tell me the truth. That's terrible, ain't it? <laughs> but old William, he gets up from there. It's all gone. Boy, he got on fire for God. He started coming to every meet, every time the door was open. He was there, work day, whatever. Anything we needed him to do, he was there. 
And I was teaching them how we need to watch our confession. How many know we need to watch our confession? By your word, you're justified. And by your word, you are condemned. Amen. What you say, folks, is going to put you over or under. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. So I was teaching that. Well, the thief cometh not, John 10, 10, but to steal, kill, and to destroy. God's not a thief. Let's not say God's not a thief. He's not the one that's killing. He's not the one that's stealing. He's not the one destroying. The devil is. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Now, in the parable of the sower, if Satan can't get the word out of you immediately while you're hearing it, then he will come with trials and tests and tribulations. If that don't work, then he will come with something else. The care of this world, the love of, of riches, and the lust of other things. Anything that he can use to steal the word out of your heart because it's the word he's after, folks. It's the word that he's after. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Your faith level can only be as high as your word level. What you know. What you know. I'm not just talking about your head. I'm talking about what you know in your heart. You know that 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 you know. That you know that you know. And it can't be stolen from you. Amen. What you know in your heart is what's going to put you over. Satan knows if you know that. (laughs) If he can't steal it out of your heart then he's not going to steal your faith. He's not going to steal your joy. The Bible says the joy of the Lord what? Is our strength. If Satan can't steal your joy, then he can't steal your strength. If you've got joy, unspeakable, and full of glory, you can defeat him every time. Amen. Every time. I know trials come, tests come, strife comes, but you don't have to be overcome with it. That's where when you stand and fight, that's when you grow strong. In the midst of the battle, battles where you will learn. You stand up and say, no, I'm not taking that. I'm not going there. You're not doing that to me. I know who I am. I know in whom I believe. I know in whom I serve. And I know what he said that I could do. Ooh, get out of the way. <laughs> you put that there. <laughs> The brother preaching one time, and he hit something like that and knocked it over. And he said, the devil put that there. And his wife said, no, he didn't, I did. <laughs> anyway, Satan comes to steal the word. And here's Sister Ruby. And brought Brother Billy, Brother William the church. He gets saved, born again, changes his life. Everything's going along good, and she has a stroke. They call me to come to the hospital. I go to the hospital, and the doctor done told her that she had a massive stroke, that she would be paralyzed the rest of her life. She wouldn't be able to use her arm and her, her leg and all that stuff. She'd be in a wheelchair for the rest of her life. And Brother Will, Brother Bill, you know, he still needs a whole lot of polishing to be done. 
I mean, he had a whole lot more. And he looked at that doctor. Now, excuse my language, but I'm going to tell you exactly what he said. Now, don't get upset and run out. Because some of you sit and watch television, you hear a whole lot more stuff come into your room <laughs> than what I'm fixing to say. Now, listen to me. He stood up and he looked at the doctor and he said, That's a damn lie. <laughs> and it was. It's a damning lie. The doctor looked at him. He said, That ain't what my preacher told me. <laughs> By his straps, we're healed. <laughs> you know what? Brother William's gone to be with Jesus. Thank God he got saved. Amen. Sister Ruby can ride a bicycle, whatever she wants to do. Amen. Glory to God. The devil's a liar and the father of it. Let God be true. An old man a liar. You don't have to take everything that the doctor tells you, folks. You better know what the word says. Thank God for good doctors. I know some good doctors. And if it wasn't for good doctors, half the Christians would be dead. <laughs> so, <laughs> there are good Christian doctors that can encourage you, that will pray for you before they put you under. <laughs> God's good. I mean, I feel good. I'm enjoying myself. I don't know about you all. So Sister Ruby, she's doing wonderful, doing great. Brother William's in heaven, celebrating, waiting on us to get there. And one of these days, and it won't be long, hear that trumpet sound, we'll all be gone. I'm looking forward to that, ain't you? I had a dream one time. How many ever had a dream? Sometimes it might be a trip to what you ate before you went to bed. <laughs> but how many recognize a spiritual dream? Yes. Now I dreamed about this this auditorium, the school auditorium that I went to there in 04. I mean, what 04 is. It's that way, <laughs> up in the mountains. You have to go through by 04 to get to Asheville on 40. That's where I went to school at. And in the gym, you had a big stage down at the front, like this with the back back here, and had double doors come to the back, and then about halfway down, it had doors over there, and then on the other side, you know, and then all the way down the front, it had double doors that come in, side. So I walked into the gym on the side over here. And in the gym, there was these little groups Scattered out, you know, just a few here, a few back there, a few over here, a few over there. And they were praying. And when I walked in, this first group there, there was a lady in the floor there. And she was carrying on, screaming in a heart and a kick and whatever. And this minister... He was down there and said, oh, Lord, help her. Oh, Lord, bless her. 
Oh, Lord, do something for her. Oh, Lord, she needs you now, Lord. He was praying for her. And I said, that shouldn't be going on. So I walked down there and said, in the name of Jesus, come out of her. Boy, she jumped up. And she started weeping. And I cried. I said, it's gone. It's gone. And I stood and I looked around there. This man that was praying for had a good heart. He loved Jesus. He really did. He loved Jesus and he was doing all that he knew to do. There's more to it sometimes than what we know to do. But you have to be taught. You have to be trained. You have to be instructed. That's why it's so important that you come to church every time the doors open. For to hear a little, there a little. There a little, hear a little. You're online, they're online. Just precept and that precept. Build it. You build. You have to grow in grace. You grow in knowledge. You grow in truth. And by that, you grow in power. God can't use you until you get ready to be used. Amen. I mean, you wouldn't give a five-year-old kid a forty-five pistol to play with, would you? No, they're not ready for it. God can't anoint a lot of people to do stuff until they get ready. He's been waiting on us. We said we're waiting on God. You're not waiting on God. I said, we're not waiting on God. He's waiting on us. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to the Lord, which is your reasonable service. First of all, we've got to do something with our body. Amen. You know, your body can rule you. I mean, realize that you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. You are a spirit. That's the part of you that's born again. When you're born again, it's your spirit that's made brand new, not your flesh, not your soul. Your old body still wants to do the same things it always does. Your mind will still want to think the same things it always thought. You've got to do something with it. You've got to mortify it by the spirit. You've got to bring it in subjection by the Spirit of God. And it's work. The Bible says to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. It's work. If I say work, it's not an easy thing. Because you've got to battle with this old flesh that was so used to doing its own thing, having its own way, going wherever it wanted to go, eating whatever it wanted to eat, smoking whatever it wanted to smoke, drinking whatever it wanted to drink, doing all that stuff. And it still wants to do it. But you got to say no. Everybody say no. no. Just say no. <laughs> no, you're not going to do that. I'm a child of God. Amen. The Bible says we are His workmanship. Created unto righteousness and true holiness. So is it important what you do with your body? It sure is. What? If I say what? what? Say it again. What? Say it again. What? Emphasize it. What? 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 
Know you not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost and God dwells in you and you're not your own. You've been bought with a price, not with a corruptible thing such as gold and silver, but by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Didn't you know that? Then it's up to us to do something about it. Amen. Just say no. Body, you're not going to do that. This fellow told me the other day, He's a Christian. How many know that you can be a Christian and still cuss? Amen. Because I've seen a lot of them out there say they're Christian, they cuss. So I can't say they are or they're not. But the Bible says, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. What's in there is going to come out. Amen. So he. Cusses and some of these other guys standing around there, and I'm, I'm just standing there. He said, Arnold, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I, he said, I just, I just can't help it. I said, I just can't help it. I said, let me ask you something, brother. Now, he leads in praise and worship in this church. Sings in the choir. The Bible study. He said, I just can't help it. He said, I'm dealing with that all the time. I said, well, let me ask you a question, Brother John. He said, what's that? I said, do you cuss in church? Do you cuss while you're up there leading praise and worship? Well, I know. I said, well, you can help it then, can't you? Don't tell me you can't help it. You know, the Vesses had a bad temper. I mean, they just had. And they were subject to punch you out and just like that. That's my daddy's side. My mama's side, the Davises, they had a bad temper too. But they would hold it back. And they'd wait three or four days to the way they planned it out, how they was going to do it. (laughs) I got a scar right there between my eyes to prove it. (laughs) But when you got both of them, you want to box them and wait three days to kick them again. But there's nothing wrong with having a temper if you temper it in the right direction. How many know that still, if you don't have a temper, it's no good? It'll bend and break. You know, the Bible says to be angry and sin not. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. What people think is talking about you, you know, you can be angry all day, just don't. Go to sleep angry. That's not what it's talking about. Be angry at the devil. And even when you go to bed, still be mad at him. (laughs) Don't let him steal from you, folks. He's a thief. Remember that. He's a thief. The devil's a thief. And he cometh not before the what? 
steal, kill, and destroy. Looks like 20 after. What time is it? Is that okay? How many give me five more minutes? And so you still raise your hand. <laughs> I tell you what, Brother Donnie, you got a sweet family here. I tell you, they just draw it out of you like a sponge. You know, they love Jesus. You can tell they're looking at them. They love Jesus. Amen. God's doing great and mighty things in this place. I said, God's doing, you better find you a bigger building. And I mean soon. Because something that's good that's going on here, it's going to get out. It's going to get out. And it's going to draw people in. You just go out and love people. Just It's the love of God. It's the goodness of God that causes people to repent. And then the Bible says it's a godly sorrow that worketh repentance. What does that mean? I mean, if you're really honest and truly sorry. If you're sorry, God, I'm sorry. Lord God, I'm so sorry that I hurt you. It's a godly sorrow that causes repentance to work. If you're really sorry, then you repent. And what does repent mean? It means to change your mind. Turn around and go in the other direction. Now, I'll tell one more story before we go. Is that all right? Years ago, I had something happen to me. I hadn't been saved too awful long. That really was devastating to me. I just thought I couldn't stand it. I was so hurt. And I was out in the woods praying. The big old pine tree had fell down across trail and I used that for my altar where I'd go pray and I'd go out there and seek the Lord and pray and I was down there praying oh God oh God I just don't know if I can make it Lord I'm hurt so bad Lord I'm just hurting God you gotta help me oh God you gotta help me I'm hurting so bad and all once I heard this on the inside of me get up and shut up And it was so loud. It was so real. I thought, now somebody has heard me. So I looked around. I didn't see nobody. So it must have been God. And I sat down and he started talking to me. He said, don't you know that I'm a flesh and bone man just like you? Did you know that? Did you know that? That Jesus is a flesh and bone man just like you and I. Now he didn't say flesh and bone and blood because he shed his blood for us on Calvary. But he says I'm a flesh and bone man just like you and I have feelings just like you do. Really, Lord? 
I never thought about that. Have you ever thought about that? That he's a flesh and bone man that he has feelings just like you and I. That he can rejoice. He can cry. He didn't lose his feelings. He didn't lose his emotions. He has emotions just like you and I. He didn't lose those things when he was raised up from the dead. He still has all those things. And he said, don't you realize that I can be hurt just like you? I mean, he's God. I haven't thought about hurting him. Then I thought, well, if he can be hurt, just like I'm hurting, then look how I've hurt him. I forgot about me being hurt. And I started thinking about him. I said, God, forgive me. God, forgive me. He said, I have. Now you forgive. Lord, I forgive. Lord, help me. Help me, Jesus. I need your help. Remember that song? Always something there to remind me. It seemed like everywhere I went, Always something. So I had to change my mind. That's why I had to get into the Word, folks. Get into the Word. Get the Word of God in you. Don't just take it because I said, spend time. Study to show yourself approved unto God. How many like to see miracles happening in your life? Well, it can. And it will. You got to be ready. You got to be ready when God tells you to move, then you got to move. Amen. So God loves you folks. God loves you and he has great and mighty things in store for each and every one of you. Just learn to depend on him who's in you. We all miss it. I don't know anybody that's perfect except me and Donnie. Sometimes I wonder about him. <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding. The only one I knew was perfect was Jesus, and they crucified him. So you got something to look forward to when you become perfect. <laughs> Amen. Well, God loves you. I love you. God bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Donnie. Amen. Well, for once, I don't have anything else to say. (laughs) Except amen. Amen. It's a good word. I'm just going to let you chew on that. Just chew on what's been said today. And I'll just amen you on what's good. Amen. I just want to pray for you, release you. Take your dads out to dinner, lunch, somewhere. Good. (laughs) Honor them. 
If you can't uh, do that, then at least call them. If you can't call them, if they're in heaven, remember them. Most of all, love them, honor them. I honor my brother because he's, uh, he's kind of like my dad now. And uh, so let's just pray. Father, we're just so thankful. We're so thankful that we have a high priest, one who's been touched with the feelings of infirmity like we are, yet without sin. One who understands all that we go through. One who has passed through the heavens and into the very presence of God. Who's taken his own blood and offered it up for us on the mercy seat. And Lord, that gives us confidence that we know we can approach your throne. Lord, we know, God, that when we do, we're going to find mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. So, Lord, I, I, we present every need to you, whatever that need may be today, Lord. Whether it's for healing, we thank you that your word already has declared that who himself bear our sins in his own body on that tree, that we being dead to sins might live unto righteousness, and by whose stripes you were healed. We thank you, Lord, that because of the blood of Jesus, we're made righteous. And we thank you that by his stripes... Our healing has already been paid for. So we receive it by faith. And thank you, Lord, for it in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that we've been made righteous through him. That who himself, Lord, bear our sins. That he was made sin for us who knew no sin. That we might become the righteousness of God in him. We thank you, Lord, that because of that, we can declare that we are righteous in God's You've been listening to Destiny City, a community of believers committed to helping others find and fulfill their God-given destiny. For more information, visit us online at destinycity.org.